Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Listen to KJM on your smart speaker. Just say, play ESPN Radio. It is Keyshawn Johnson alongside Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas. We're presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Miss Wilson. So, yes, Key, proceed. Did you, uh, did you always call me Keyshawn and then you realize it was Keyshawn? <laughs> So I guess at the end of last segment, apparently Keyshawn came out of my mouth, Keyshawn, which I'm probably never going to live down. Uh, The count's in my ear. It's hard when they're talking to you in your ear and you're talking. Things happen. It's early in the morning, you know. Even before your misstep at the end of the last segment, prior to that, though, did you always call me Keyshawn before you met me? No. Okay. (laughs) Why? Is that a thing that people do with you? It's a thing that y'all do with me. Oh, what are you Whoa, trying to say? What do you Keith? mean by y'all? What do you, what do you mean by you? We all know what he means by mm, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> y'all know. Us, what on the other hand, by? we get it right. Y'all. Listen, I, I, look, your look. name is Key-E-Y, right? So <laughs> K-A-Y, maybe it'd be a different story. I don't know why people have a hard time look, with your name. Whether it's, it's not hard. Whether it's Lou Holtz or Dick Vermeil or now you, y'all tend, <laughs> no. to, tend to fumble it a little bit. Oh, you know? no, I'm in the same Key- category as... So what did Lou Holtz and Dick Vermeil call you? How did they say it, Key? What, Lou Holtz called me Kayshawn Jackson. Oh. <laughs> that that was, yeah, I just, I couldn't do nothing but put my head down. And then and Coach Vermeil called me uh, Kushan, right? Was it Kushan or Kate? No, nah, he came and was like, hey, Kushan. I was like, yeah, Kushan? Yeah, Kushan. Or so we was like, huh? Kushan. Yeah, so like that's okay, Amber. Too. Oh, well, now I feel better. I'm in, yeah, I get, get a pass. pass. I'm, I'm in some yeah. famous company I there. In, I am in tears right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, so, they botch it every now and then. They, they botch it. Also, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, is it Thibodeau? Is it Thibodeau? It's a name that gets botched. Obviously, the New York Giants' highest draft pick coming out of this past draft. Bad news for a moment there for Giants fans on Sunday night's preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals when Thibodeau went down with a knee injury he did not return however right now they're saying that they don't expect that it's actually going to be serious as ugly as it looked when he went down and he was grabbing his right knee in pain here's Jordan Renan ESPN's Giants reporter giving us an update on game night obviously scary when you're the fifth overall pick in the draft gets chop block low and his leg bends awkwardly and then he's laying on the field immediately grabs his knee now uh, you know, doctors, trainers come out, they start looking at him, the cart comes out, and you're like, uh-oh, you know, he's going to go on the cart. No, then you're like, okay, well, he's going to limp on the cart, right? No, they're going to help him to the cart. No, no, then he goes and he walks right past the cart. And so Kayvon Thibodeau walks off the field, gets looked at inside, ends up leaving the game with a knee injury. But afterwards, you know, we see him in the hallway, and he says, you know, we're good, good news. So, um, And multiple sources that I talk to also seem to indicate that, well, this isn't something where they're worried about it being a long-term thing. So they might have dodged a more serious situation there, Key, but when it comes to these rooks, you have to play them in the preseason. It's so scary when they're this high of a draft pick, though. Yeah, you, you, you do want to get them some reps, but a, a guy like uh, Thibodeau, 
I don't need to play him. I need to get him some reps. I don't need to play him. Just some reps. And that's about all. Because preseason, for the most part, is vanilla. You're not, especially from a defensive standpoint, even from an offensive standpoint, you're not running the same things that you would do in a regular season. You're going to stay vanilla, base, you know, and that's pretty much it. And especially if you're doing these dual practice sessions together, you definitely don't have to play a guy doing a preseason game, even though he's a high draft pick. Yeah, this is a play that, I mean, it was scary, especially for the Giants and for Kayvon as well uh, moving forward. And hopefully the MRI and all the film, all that stuff shows up uh, negative so he can go back out there and play the game that he loves. But it wasn't a dirty play. I know a lot of people are, are, oh, my God, this is such a dirty play. This was a cowardly move. No, it wasn't at all. You see, you see tight ends and you see people come back and slice back defensive ends uh, multiple times throughout just about every game that you see on Sundays or Thursdays or Monday nights whenever they're being played. So, no, it wasn't a dirty play. I didn't even think Moss came viciously on a cut block because I've seen that block be way worse than that. He, I think two guys got caught in in between, do I actually know what I'm doing? How do, how do I cut block them? How do I defend it? And I, th- I think both of them had a mishaps there. And uh, unfortunately, Kayvon Thibodeau, he, he's the one that got injured. But I do not think by any means this is a dirty play. And I'm just, I'm just tired of seeing people call it that and saying this was cowardly. No, what's cowardly is when a, a, a offensive player has the football and he doesn't see a defender coming and you chop his legs underneath them that, that way. That's cowardly in my eyes. When a man's looking you right in your face, which Kayvon Thibodeau was looking at Moss, they were looking at one another, and you can see him. That that That's a football play. Yeah, it was cut blocked by tight end Thaddeus Moss, which is what they keep referring to, and he was on the turf. I mean, the entire stadium was was silent for a moment. A scary moment. It seems but like you, he's going to be fine, but, I mean, do you wrap him in bubble wrap from here on out, Key? Like, if he can come back during training camp or in the preseason, do you bother? Oh, no. I probably he's he's done for me. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I, I'll see you. I'll see you when the regular season starts. We're gonna get enough reps in training camp and in the rest of training camp, doing practice leading up to week one. I don't need to because whatever he does in preseason isn't going to dictate whether or not he becomes week one starter. Correct. He's our week one starter the day we drafted him. So it's not. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's exercise at this point. That's pretty much. All it is. But here's what I'm going to need everybody to do from here on out. I'm going to need everybody to understand when you mention Moss, you must say the son of Randy Moss. You're right about that. I should have said that. <laughs> I should have too. I, I didn't put enough. You must say Thaddeus Moss, the son Jasmine. of Randy Moss. I didn't want to put that on him. You know, oh, no, but, 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 people, people but you got to, right though. Now. Yeah, but if you're Thaddeus, do you want that key or do you want – I don't know if if you're Thaddeus if you want to be known forever as that or you want to make your own mark on the league. It doesn't matter. We do it for everybody else. The son of, the brother of. The son of. The nephew of. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, the nephew of. of, The nephew of (laughs) is over That was the first (laughs) two years of his career. I joke. It it became the nephew of, then eventually it became – Michael Thomas. He is not done because every better time I talk about Michael Keyshawn Thomas, Johnson. I think about the nephew of Keyshawn Johnson. You stop. No, but I'm saying from but a Michael media Thomas standpoint, did make his own mark. Yeah, I mean, it, the it, average it person isn't just associated yeah, Michael Thomas you're right, anymore. Amber, with Key, Key what pick? Key, what pick? That lasted, you that lasted two years. Watch this. Key, what pick you win in the draft? 
Well, if I would have went any just higher, they'd have key. to. Hey, pick did you go in the draft? Just if I would have went any higher, they'd have had to put me on Lil My point exactly. There you go. There you go. But that so, doesn't mean anything. My nephew has a name for itself. He does. He he. But it was, helps that he's the nephew of Keyshawn Johnson. Mr. Well, no, Mr. No. Mr. Give me the damn ball. Myself. It doesn't help because his ability is his ability. What's gonna help is when I take over for Jimmy Pataro here at ESPN, and I'm the new president. When I start <laughs> infiltrating all of my peoples. They got the last You're going to take Johnson. all of Hold on. You're going to take me and Harry's job and, and give it to more of your nephews yes, and nieces? Absolutely. Listen, your nephew is doing just it's fine called, in it's Michael Thomas. called nepotism. <laughs> Why wouldn't I hire the And you're embracing so it. So you would fire me, Key. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to reassign you. No, oh, okay, reassign. Because okay. if you fire me, Key, I'll, I'll be waiting downstairs Seaport for you. No, I'm not going to fire you. I'm going to reassign you. Harry, that would require Key to be at Seaport with you at some point. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson joining us from Los Angeles. Harry Douglas is in New York. Amber Wilson down here in Florida filling in for the guys today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So that Thibodeau injury, guys, kind of overshadowed an actually good night from Daniel Jones. I mean, he did take a step forward. It was a solid showing, 14 of 16, 116 yards in his three series. I mean, limited action there from Jones. But, Key, he looked pretty good. He looked okay, right? I mean, you, I haven't seen the All-22. But from what I saw, it looked like he was doing everything they asked him to do. They didn't make it too hard for him. Nice and simple reads. A lot of check downs underneath stuff. Uh, had a couple throws, little shots in the hole. I mean, he is what he is. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so the writing is already on the wall. You're not going to pick up the fifth-year option. So that tells me that you already are, in your mind, kind of preparing for the next quarterback to be a giant and not Daniel Jones. So he did enough to say, okay, well, and then he'll probably do enough the last preseason game, and he becomes a starter, and then he loses his job week six in, in the Tyrod Taylor era starts for the rest of the season. And Daniel Jones is pretty much a gunner at that point. That's yeah, kind of that's that's how I envision it going. Watching it last night, so I watched the game last night, and I got up about three, and I watched the, um, the film. Other of course, you did, on Harry, my, on my iPad. And I'm just saying, like when looking at Daniel Jones, there's nothing that's spectacular. Um, now, granted, he's getting the football out fast, and I knew that was going to happen with Brian Dable coming to this this team, being the head coach and taking over the offense as well. Uh, but also, there was a play that the ball should have got intercepted. And he also did have an interception, um, throwing the ball entirely too hard to a tight end. I'm going to keep continuously say this over and over again, KYP. It's called know your personnel and how you can throw certain balls to certain people. That's part of being a quarterback and orchestrating things offensively as well. You have a guy that just got drafted in 2022 playing a tight end position. He goes over on a little over route across the field. And you can't throw the football 100 miles per hour to a guy like that. You just can't. Uh, maybe if it's a Hall of Fame tight end, yes. But a guy that's in his first year trying to find his way and trying to get comfortable doing things, man, just, just catch the ball, man. I mean, you're right, but still, you got to know your personnel as well. Well, too, let's Keith. let's bring in some help with this conversation, guys. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin, right here on ESPN Radio, is joining us now. And Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and Canty. Really a decent showing from Daniel Jones, even if Key and Harry sound pretty down on him still last night. It was overshadowed by an injury to uh, Thibodeau. So what is your thoughts there on Daniel Jones? Is there anything that he can do? Key referenced they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Is there anything that he can do this season to change the Giants' minds? 
Oh, absolutely, Amber. I think if Daniel Jones has this team in the playoff conversation once we get to December, then, then certainly he would have done his job in terms of being able to elevate the players around him. And that's exactly what you're looking for from a guy that you take with a top 10 pick at the quarterback spot. You want him to make players around him better. Now, I heard Harry and Key going back and forth about the interception when he was targeting Daniel Bellinger, and it's true that Bellinger should have caught the ball. But if you just look at that side of the field, he had three defenders around him. It's probably not the best decision to try to fire it in there to your tight end when he's surrounded by three defenders. He could have went to Colin Johnson on the backside curl in one-on-one situation. So, I mean, it's also about the decision-making. Just because you have the arm talent to make a throw doesn't mean you should. And too often that's been the problem in Daniel Jones' first three years with the New York Giants, which is what led to the organization deciding to decline his fifth-year option. Chris Canty joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and, of course, Max. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau was knocked out of last night's preseason game against the Bengals, but said that he should be okay for the most part uh, to reporters when he left the Giants stadium. How severe do you think the injury could be, and are you concerned at all, Canty, that this could linger into the regular season? Yeah, Key, I held my breath when I saw that one. Um, it, it looked ugly. I mean, you're, you're talking about a backside tight end coming across the formation to seal Kayvon Thibodeau, and it looked like a, a cut block. It, it just It's one of those situations where you would have liked the player to use his hands, put his one hand on the helmet, one hand on the shoulder pad to keep that guy off his knees. That's something that Kayvon Thibodeau has got to learn. Hopefully their linebacker's coach, Drew Wilkins, who I know well, will teach him that. But it's one of those things where you got to figure out how to protect yourself on the football field. This is not college where you can just out-athlete guys. And so hopefully that's a, that's a lesson that Kayvon Thibodeau will learn. Hopefully the injury is not something that lingers into the regular season because, guys, if you've been watching the first couple of preseason games from the Giants, they, they don't have a ton of pressure players. Wink Martindale is going to have to manufacture pressure through scheme. Kayvon Thibodeau is one of the few guys that the Giants do have that, can actually, have, that actually has the potential – to be able to bring some heat on opposing quarterbacks. So you're hoping that he can be healthy both for the kid, but also for the New York Giants defense because, quite frankly, they need it in a big way. Yeah, Chris, I'm glad you explained, because um, you play defensive line on, on how Kayvon Thibodeau should have defended that cut block. And I was trying to tell the listeners as well, especially the ones that are listening right now, is that when Moss, the son of Randy Moss, came back on his slice, it's not like he was viciously – coming back on the slice. That was a non-existent cut block that he was doing versus times that I've seen it done by other tight ends or receivers or fullbacks. Um, I thought both players were kind of hesitant and in between of what they should really do. Uh, but, I, but I just think when you, that little red ball that, that D linemen have at practice, when that coach is rolling that ball to you and you're using your hands, that's basically mimicking cut blocks. So you can have that awareness and understand that this, this possibly could happen at the, at, the, at the defensive end position. No, Harry, you make a great point. First of all, the drill with the red ball, that's, that's something that every defensive lineman and outside linebacker knows. But, but you're right. It wasn't malicious by Thad Moss. That's a very routine play, and it, and it wasn't with a lot of violence. It's just one of those situations where Kayvon Thibodeau has got to learn to keep those guys off his legs. Um, because that's how defenses will try – I mean, that's how offenses will try to attack him. Uh, and, and so we've got to understand that moving forward. He's got to be able to protect himself. I mean, the Giants have invested a top five pick in this guy. They need him to be healthy. They need him this year. And so 
Um, you hope that he, he gets a good report and the timeline is as such where he can be available for week one of the regular season. But that's a very routine play. Thad Moss wasn't out of bounds. He didn't do anything flagrant. It's just one of those situations that's a learning experience for Kayvon Thibodeau. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys alongside Keyshawn Johnson. So, Canty, sticking with your former team here for a second in the Giants, we didn't see Saquon last night. He was given the night off. But what are your expectations? Not just a contract year for Daniel Jones, also a contract year for Saquon Barkley. What are your expectations for him this season? Well, I mean, Saquon Barkley's got to be a guy that gives you somewhere in the ballpark of 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 12 to 1,300 yards from scrimmage. That's what they're banking on from him. Um, it's not just being a running back, but it's being a satellite that you can move all over the football field and get the ball to in a lot of creative, creative ways. We saw that uh, early on in the first preseason game against the Patriots where they had Saquon Barkley lined up in the slot and they ran a little out pattern to him. Like, I know Harry's been pointing that out that Brian Dayball is going to move him all around the formation and try to create mismatches to get Saquon the ball in space. We know he's special when he gets the ball in space, but too often when he's you know, early in his career with the Giants, they haven't been able to find room for him on the football field. They haven't been able to create space for him. And so hopefully Brian Dayball can do more of that in the passing game. The one area, guys, that I'm concerned with is the run game. Because even though the offensive line was, was markedly better in week two of the preseason and pass protection, they are still not getting a lot of movement at the point of attack. And you saw that in a fourth and one early on in the game. They got the ball plus territory. They go for it, and they don't get it. Um, those are situations where your offensive line, when you invest the kind of draft capital that the Giants have, they got to find a way to be able to get it done. they got to make a hole. And, um, and so you're hoping that that offensive line in the run game rounds into form so you can take full advantage of what Saquon Barkley brings to the table. Because as Bill Parcells used to always say, all running backs run the same when there's no hole, and that's not very well. And, Chris, I would even add to that, when you have an offensive-minded guy, an offensive coach, and his M.O. is throwing the football around, passing the ball around, right? That's not the mindset of the offensive line when you're going into a training camp. And I've been on, the, I've been on both sides of it. When you have an offensive coordinator who, you know what, we're going to establish to run – and the offensive line is nasty, uh, and, th- and those guys can't wait to run the football versus being with the offensive coordinator who just want to pass the football majority of the times. The mindset of the offensive lineman is different, and that's when you have those deficiencies in that we're actually seeing right now in the run game not being there for the Giants. Yeah, Harry, I mean, another great point by you. I mean, you've been there, you've seen it up close, uh, and you understand, like, your offensive line – because you have an offense that's predicated on the timing and short passing game, they might not necessarily be oriented to being able to maul people, but this is football. At some point, you're going to have to move a man against his will. And to take your point about practice a step further, I mean, if your offensive line isn't firing off the ball in the run game, guess guess who else isn't really physical at the point of attack? Your defensive front. front. And and so that permeates throughout the entire football team. You, You hate to use this word, But you start to hear that S-word come around soft, and you don't want that to become your personality. You don't want that to become your identity. And through the first two weeks of the preseason, up front for the New York Giants, it's starting to move in that direction. So you hope that they can do enough the last few weeks of training camp to to figure it out and and to get back right. Because if you're playing in the NFC East, you're going to have to be a physical team if you want to compete for that division. 
Chris, you, you're talking about offensive lines and, and protecting quarterbacks and power running games and things of that nature. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers seem to have everybody on high alert that the offensive line is not where it needs to be for Tom Brady. Is there any concerns at all? Now, obviously, your defense dominated Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, something that you guys did to go get him and get him off his mark. Are you concerned at all about the Bucks' offense this year because of this offensive line? Yeah, yeah, I'm concerned, Keith. I mean, you were already slated to have three new starters after the Jensen injury. You're going to have three new starters in week one this year as opposed to week one last year. And the guy that did have some experience out of that trio from last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Aaron Stinney, just tore his ACL and his MCL. So, yeah, I'm concerned. I mean, there's a lot of newness on that offense, and there's a lot of newness on the offensive line. And both T, Harry, you guys know this. I mean, that group, they rely on chemistry. They rely on choreography more so than any other position group in order to get their job done. All five of those guys got to see it the same way in order to have a successful play. And, and now you're talking about having, you know, three new guys in there from the group that you anticipated at the start of training camp. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that can be a problem. So I, I, I would be concerned. Um, I know Tom Brady will be ready. I'm not worried about his preparedness, but I am worried about that offensive line and the impact that's going to have early off the tip. Because, guys, off the shoot, you're talking about them having the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not an easy slate for anybody. Yeah, a lot of newness that on that nation, line. Baby. And at least right now, no Tom Brady to work behind them. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty, thanks for stopping by. No problem. And Keith, stop trying to sell everybody on Jacoby Brissett. Stop it, all right? Amber's right. He's so a you, so, so Chris, so, so, so Christopher. Stop it. So Christopher. Thank you, Canty. Christopher? I'm not trying to sell anybody on Jacoby Brissett, Christopher. Yeah, you are too. Yeah, you are, yeah, you are no, too. It is, it is a bit of a sell yeah, job by oh, Keyshawn God, I hope he Johnson. We will, we will get into that as the show rolls on here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Also, we will take your calls on Jacoby Brissett. So give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, with a decimated O-line, we just talked to Canty about it. How concerned should we be for Tom Brady and this Bucks offense? That's all next. Keyshawn, J. Will. And Max. A special shout out to one of the great athletes to ever come out of Los Angeles, LA's own native son, Mr. Keyshawn Johnson. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app, tap the More tab on the bottom right, scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Harry Douglas filling in for the guys alongside Keyshawn Johnson. I heard you laughing at me, Harry, during that Sports Center update. That was the first time I tripped over it. Thank you very much. It happens. There's a lot going on on my screen. There's a lot to read here. Uh, Give us a call. Help me out. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are asking you, what are the Browns quarterbacks' options other than Jimmy Garoppolo? How do you feel about Jacoby Brissett? But we have a call from Oakland. Freedom is calling us from Oakland and has an interesting candidate for the Browns under center. Freedom, what do you have for us? Good morning. How y'all doing? What's up, good, Free thanks. Man? It's 5.30 wanna... in the morning. Oh, what love. I love you, man. What love. What's up, baby? Hey, I'm up. I want to know. I want to know where is Cam Newton? Why nobody on ESPN, the whole network, nobody is mentioning Cam Newton's name. Because we you see, see ain't nobody mentioned his name yet. Again, after you said it, we, we all got quiet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, nobody's trying to mention Cam Newton coming to the Cleveland Browns under set. I think we've aren't we kind of past the whole Cam Newton yeah, thing, guys? At this point, I fought hard last year. Yeah, I fought hard. I fought so hard for Cam. That's my guy too, and you know it just didn't. I, I think for Cam, it all it, it, okay. Two years ago. No, I'm I'm searching. Two years ago, it all went wrong for Cam, but it all started in Carolina. Carolina did him a disservice by holding on to him for so long that he had no landing spots when they finally released him, except New England. And then that thing became a disaster because he caught COVID. They started losing games. You know, it just became – and then from there – it just it was the wrong spot. Had he I strongly believe had he never signed with New England and he would have maybe just waited and chilled and set out a year possibly or whatever, he would be a starting quarterback in the National Football League right now. But that's just me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight that though, Key. Um because I, I did think the Carolina Panthers and I said it at the time, when you wait that long and then next thing you know, free agency hits and Teams that picked their quarterbacks, and then I think the, even the draft did the draft pass as well. I think the draft yeah, everything was going. Well. Wasn't nothing. He got remember he got let go, and I, I feel like June. Yeah, that's that's. I, I don't think that was right, especially a guy within that organization that has meant so much and has done so much for that organization, taking them to a Super Bowl, winning the MVP, uh, just being that guy. So I I really thought that was a disservice to Cam Newton, and it got him a late start. And I'm gonna bring up an example. I remember when I was let go by the Falcons key, 
and they let me go before free agency. So I got to jump on everything. So I yeah. got to pick where I want to go and do everything before the, the, the market even opened up. That's mm-hmm. a luxury to be able to have that, to be able to do that. Cam Newton didn't have that luxury. And like you mentioned, it hurt his career um, after that. Yeah, because you got to think, Amber, he went to a system that Tom Brady created basically with Bill Belichick over a 20-year period. So he was never going to be, first of all, he went to Boston. We already know what that's about for black athletes. Okay, I don't give a damn what nobody say. We hear it too many times. Okay, he go there. All he becomes is a punchline before he even stepped on the field, talking about his shoes and his social injustice and all that. Then he goes there, and he would never, uh, never ever replace Tom Brady at all, nothing, doing nothing. He was never really accepted. So he got off to a bad start, and it hurt his career. And then he goes to Carolina, and it didn't work out. He had a good two, three plays in Arizona. He showed one or two flashes here or there, but it just never got going again. And then he had the the mishap this offseason when he was speaking to reporters and talking about women, all of those sort of things. And so now I think we've probably seen the last of Cam Newton at the quarterback spot in the NFL. Yeah, I don't disagree with you guys the way that Cam's early career went. But at this point, at this point that we're at, I don't think that anybody is vying, frankly, to go after Cam Newton, certainly not as a starting quarterback for the Browns. So they would either rock with Brissett or maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo. Owen is in Alabama. Give us a call, 888-ESPN. Owen called us on that number. He is in Alabama. And, Owen, what do you have for us on Jacoby Brissett? Hey, how are y'all doing this morning? We're good, Owen. What you got? Hey, so I think that Jacoby Brissett is the only way the Browns need to go. He's sat back on the sideline. He's watched for a while, and I think that it's his top. I mean, when he was at the Colts, he did he did some good things. He made some bad decisions playmaking at the quarterback, but I think that the Browns should take full charge of Jacoby Brissett before, um, I think, I can't remember when, uh, the other quarterback comes in my back. But I think Yeah, I can barely hear what he's saying. Look, in the end, Jacoby Brissett, when he said that something hit right in top of my head, Harry and, and Amber, Baker Mayfield wasn't very good for two years in Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski came, and he looked like a different quarterback in a different situation and led his team to the playoffs and almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Looked different, right? Yeah. Looked totally different. Jacoby Brissett never had any real play callers in Indianapolis to make him look a certain way, even in Miami. So when you look at it, Josh McDaniels was with him. I believe it was Josh that was with him when he was – in New, New England. England. Yep. Looked like a different quarterback with the New England Patriots. Those two games, he looked different. A win in one and a loss in another. I'm willing to bet that he looks different when it's live action with the frontline guys in Cleveland. And I understand, Amber, you want them to take a run at the probably the the best looking facial quarterback <laughs> in the Key, history of the doing? National Football League. Key, what are you doing? Well, I'm just what saying. What are you doing? He's no, looking, Jimmy, listen. J- Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the best looking quarterback from a facial standpoint 
in the entire history of the National Football League. Listen, you and I can do a podcast sometime rating the attractiveness of uh, guys in the National Football League. But here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, what I will say about Garoppolo is that he is more proven. That's what I like about this idea of Jimmy G to the Browns. Like, he has one NFC championship. We know he can take you to a Super Bowl on a good team. I guess, key to your point, I haven't seen Jacoby Brissett on a great team, but also you're running the risk of the fact that it doesn't work out on a great team because I've seen him on a bunch of mediocre teams and it hasn't looked so good. At least with Garoppolo, I know if you have the right team around him, he can take you to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you, you, you are right in that assessment, right? But here's how I'll break it down even further with facts. Two years ago, when they went to the Super Bowl, or three years ago, when they went to the Super Bowl, they took the football out of his hands against the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs and against the Green Bay Packers. They took, they literally said, you don't throw another damn ball. We're going to hand it off because we don't trust you. Well, the Packers game, Key, the run game was just so damn efficient. He didn't have to throw the football. No, they, he was throwing they, it. They ran all over uh, Green Bay that year. Like, yes, literally. but he was throwing it. They took it out of his hands when he almost threw the interception. They said, no, 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 no. We ain't doing that no more. Then you fast forward to this past season. They were taking the ball out of his hands this past season. And in the playoffs, he beat the Green Bay Packers because he was on the roster, damn it. He ain't go out there and beat no Green Bay Packers. They had a block punt and what was it, a a, a field goal or something like that that accounted for their points? So here, here's what I'll say. So that game that we're talking about right now, the playoff game, I think it was the 2019 season against Green Bay. Jimmy Garoppolo was 6 for 8 for 77 yards. But the, Green, uh, the San Francisco 49ers rushed for 285 yards that game and four touchdowns. Yes, but they took the football out of his hands. They said, we'd rather lose running than lose with you throwing. I'm just So the saying. argument, though, is that you're not reliant on a quarterback who can take you to the Super Bowl. Even if you have to take the football out of his hands, though, as compared to a quarterback who we frankly don't even know can do that. Like, I'd like to have that problem of having to take the football out of Jacoby Brissett's hands yeah, you in have, a Super Bowl. We don't even have that have problem when it comes strong, to Brissett. He hasn't been anywhere near it. Amber, you have a strong running game with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You also have two tight ends. That's a force. You got a Pro Bowl receiver in Amari Cooper. You got two bookends in Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. You got Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams at the corner. You got safeties, linebackers. I mean, you got a lot of stuff. If Jacoby Bursett can't uh, uh, take the Cleveland Browns somewhere positive, then he should retire. Well, let's continue to take your calls on Jacoby Brissett. Is he the answer for the Cleveland Browns? Plus, the Browns, Saints, Jameis, Browns, Saints, that's not written right. The Saints, Jameis Winston, returned to seven-on-seven drills at practice. Are the Saints a sleeper team in the NFC? Keith thinks so. That's next. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There is more preseason NFL action tonight. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. And the Falcons will take on the Jets. That is an 8 p.m. kickoff tonight for preseason Monday night football. Maybe not the Monday night kind of game that dreams are made of. But Harry Douglas, former Atlanta Falcon himself, watches more game film than anybody else in the history of the universe. Harry Tell us what to watch tonight. Get us excited for this matchup. Yeah, I had an opportunity Saturday to go up to watch these two teams practice against one another. And within Friday and Saturday, there was some scuffles. Um, but that's in every joint practice, uh, I would say. Uh, two people who stood out to me, number one for the Falcons wide receiver, Jared uh, uh, Bernhardt. He's a guy that if you watch lacrosse, a lot of people are familiar with him because he won the Heisman in, lac- in lacrosse. But he's a guy since training camp, and even when I was out there coaching with him in the spring, he just finds a way to get open, and he's not even been hasn't even been involved in football that long. So, I think the future for him is promising. I want to see him. He was one on one with Sauce Gardner, got the best of him um, out there at practice, and then Brees Hall running back for for the Jets. I thought he had a solid two days of practice, uh, just showing a hitting a hole, um, making the right cuts, and then doing it in the pass game as well, catching the, uh, the football out of the backfield. But from the Falcons' standpoint, I want to see these two quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota who I once played with, and that's going to make me feel old, and then Desmond Ritter. Both guys had a solid outing the first time out. And then on the flip side, when you look at the Jets, uh, I don't know if Joe Flacco's going to play tonight. I actually don't know who all's going to play within the game, but I want to see how he delivers the football to these wide receivers because last week in the, in the first preseason game against the Eagles, I thought Zach Wilson, even though he got hurt, I thought he threw an interception because he didn't see things correctly, and he also missed Garrett Wilson on a hell of a route that he ran on the out route, threw it over his head. So I want to see these receivers and and quarterback for the Jets get connected also in that run game. Harry, do you think realistically that Desmond Ritter is going to end up being the starting quarterback for this Falcons team at some point here? I mean, could it start before the season? Could he win this job over Mariota? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so because I think right now Mariota is the starting quarterback in. He's been doing some great things in practice and had a solid first preseason game. Um, well, time will tell. You don't know. Guys got to stay healthy. One of the things that has played Marcus Mariota over the years is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy through, throughout seasons. So that's something you could, that you can watch. But Dez, man, he just has a natural feel for the game. And I, I'm a big fan of your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback being similar because – if one guy goes down, you don't have to alter your offense. You can just plug guys in and let them play. That was Greater, all Harry Douglas right there. That Andrew. was all Harry Douglas. Sorry to have cut you out of this. Great information. I just felt like 
Harry Douglas is a little bit more fired up than the Falcons than I imagine Keyshawn Johnson or, frankly, any of the rest of us are. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Keyshawn J. And Max, Harry knows about this. What you talking about? Man, Harry was like in elementary school. I need you in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Harry, Harry, man. Key? I used to be bumping this, coming from the hotel to T-Neck Marriott, down the turnpike. To the to the stadium, oh man! To the medals, oh man! With the top down, flying. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys today, alongside, of course, the Keyshawn Johnson. You can give us a call triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Today, the show has been dominated by this Browns quarterback talk. People are wildly interested in who should be under center while Deshaun Watson is serving his 11-game suspension. Let's go out to those phone lines where we find Josh in Tennessee. Josh, what do you have for us on Jacoby Brissett? Uh, first of all, I want to shout out to you there for definitely a, being a good and maybe a little bit of bad influence growing up. <laughs> What do you mean, so, bad influence? But, uh, what the hell? What What did I do? Uh, Maybe got a little mouthy at some ball games, you know. I I, I appreciate it, brother. Well, wait, <laughs> hold on, man. Hold on. See, and watch you, your language, Key. No, 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 no. You set up there. How old were you? Ah, uh, high school. Okay, so you set up there. Now, you, look, you set up there and you let commentators on television tell you that I was mouthy and I was this and I was that. Don't allow individuals to cloud your mind about who one is. That's all I'm going to say to you. Don't he said he likes it, though. Happen. He liked it. He liked the influence no, that you it. had on no, him. No, 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 but he phrased it a certain way. Josh, and do I'm, you like the influence that Jacoby Brissett is going to have on the Browns? You know, I'm going to piggyback with Key here. I'm going to... I couldn't think of a better team for this to happen to you with my losing their quarterback in the first 11 games. I think I mean, you got uh, 
we've added Munster there at running back. You got two guys who are well capable of you know, taking the load, and you got good tight ends. You have Cooper, veteran at uh, receiver. Uh, I don't see why Jacoby can't do it. I, I do think they should maybe look in at bringing another veteran and somebody kind of like, I mean, just use an example, somebody like a Joe Flacco or somebody who was really successful and kind of the back end of their career just to maybe jump in if they need to, but I don't see why they can't go with Jacoby. Josh, I got to ask you a question, and be honest with us, right? Are you a huge Keyshawn Johnson fan? I, I would say huge. I would say uh, yeah, a fan of his, yes. I, you know, if I, if I want to throw out a name for huge, I'm a big T.O. guy, you know. <laughs> T.O. is my oh, dude, no. so. Uh. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, Harry, about what Josh just said, though. I mean, he this Man, idea. Hang up on Josh. This, this idea that <laughs> you can get it done with Jacoby, Harry. They they couldn't get it done with Baker. Is Jacoby a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Um, remember, Amber, uh, we had this conversation uh, some time ago, <laughs> and I actually think Jacoby Brissett can do better things than Baker did with this team last year. I can honestly say that. Well, just look at the history of Baker Mayfield. He went through Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley's debacle. He wasn't very good. Then, all of a sudden, Freddie Kitchens, he went through that. Wasn't very good. Then Kevin Stefanski came in, who was very successful in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, calling plays, learning under Kubiak, kind of doing some stuff. And Baker Mayfield almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and he looked like a different quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Baker Mayfield win in the postseason, at yeah. least. I've never yeah. seen Jacoby Brissett but you also, it, so I think that would be the argument for how it but he, may be. Here's what I would say to, to counter that argument. You also have never seen Jacoby Brissett in the situation that he's in now currently. you never also seen him with a play caller like Kevin Stefanski, other than his first time uh, when he was a young pup in New England when he went one and one, that was the only time you saw him with competent people or from an offensive standpoint. So I'm not, I'm not going to dismiss Jacoby Brissett just yet on his ability to be able to be a guy that can get it done. I want to push back on you with some of that because with Jacoby Brissett in Miami, you know, are you one of those people? I think you you were you're somebody who didn't think that Flores should be let go from that situation, right? And you're somebody who's down on Tua, so you feel like Jacoby Brissett should have looked better on a ten win Miami Dolphins team probably than he did during his tenure in Miami. Is that fair, Key? Well, you, he went he went of... he went two and three, and they had a bad offense. Yeah, they, they offense was offense like is that. bad. That it, the team was built on defense with Flores. That offense was horrible. Yeah, they had the tight end, they had Waddle, and that's eh, Parker. Eh, eh. I'm not disagreeing with that assessment. I just think it's interesting because they people had, are already out on Tua being in that too. same they offense. Like, the O line was terrible. It was absolutely like atrocious. Three offensive coordinators in, in last season calling plays. Sharing responsibilities and do I mean it just was it wasn't an ideal situation. This situation for Jacoby Brissett is better. If Jacoby Brissett goes two and five, then you nothing to talk about. It's like he's not very good. 
Yeah, but good. then, of course, you're wasting a lot of games. Let's get out to the phone lines, though, again. Triple Eight say ESPN because Daniel in West Virginia has an entirely new idea in terms of who should be playing for the Browns this year. Daniel, what do you have for us? Uh, I was just thinking that maybe they should reach out to a veteran who just recently retired. Maybe uh, a tough-skinned Philip Rivers might take that phone call. Ooh. No, man, we good. Yeah, I don't, I don't... We good. First thing I would say, if I was on the team, no, we good. We all right, man. We don't need – we look, if they want to get a veteran quarterback behind Jacoby Reset, if they want to go sign a guy who if Jacoby Reset gets hurt, he can fill in for a couple weeks, fine. But this notion that they need to replace Jacoby Reset is just not – yeah, I almost said but something I'll, I'll be honest, I'm interested to see <laughs> how this is going to go for Jacoby Brissett because I want him to succeed. I want him to have success. So I, I, I want to see it, and I can't wait to see it, especially week one playing against the Carolina Panthers and knowing there's a possibility Baker Mayfield could be opposite of quarterback as well. Amber, really quick here. No, never mind. I'll, 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 tease, it. I'll tease it to take it on the other side. Okay, we will be all waiting for that. We will hear whatever Key was going to ask me on the other side. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in alongside Keyshawn for the guys. Coming up next, Dana White says that he helped broker a deal for Tom Brady and Gronk to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Are you buying it? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.